0: Welcome to Dan and Matt's Football Chat, where today we'll have all the analysis and reaction from those Women's World Cup semi-finals. We'll also be talking blood and South Australian pints. Welcome to Dan and Matt's Football Chat again. Um, and as we speak to you... England and Spain are in the World Cup final, which um, will be on Sunday night, Australian time. Um, Yes, um, Spain and England have the chance to uh, be countries to win both men's and women's tournaments, of course, because only Germany have the accolade at the moment. Um, how, How are you, Matt? Hello. Yes, I'm good. Thank you, Dan, as usual. Good. I'm really glad to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about the um, semi-final, which we enjoyed last night. I say the semifinal. Obviously, there's two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the one that everyone was kind of interested in, certainly where I live and in, in my uh, extended network of people, uh, was the England-Australia one. Um, and then probably in the second half we'll probably get onto the the other semi final because there were two other teams vying uh, to win the World Cup, um, uh, and we'll probably come onto that and then talk a little bit about the third place playoff, which is my favourite game in football, um, and yeah. then also the, um, the the final, which comes up on Sunday. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's good. Just to, um, before we start though, Matt, like just to, yeah. I, I gave blood yesterday, and um, I'd, um, I'd never actually done, yeah no I'd never actually done it before. And it was oh, basically okay. a work colleague said they were doing it and I was like oh no I work in central melbourne and then of course I I thought oh maybe I'll organize it and I was like I was sort of like can you just walk in and like sort of pull up your sleeve and they were like oh no no you've got to yeah. like book in I was like okay <laughs> so I, I went online and then organized it and I was there within um within seconds I think I was trying to do I was waiting for, do, you remember, do you remember Hancock's Half Hour with that like yeah. black and white kind blood of blood donor? Program. Yeah. The blood donor, there we go. And I was waiting yeah. to do the, like, that's nearly an armful, like, job, yeah. but I didn't have an opportunity to do it. And the Fun people doing the it certainly not have understood. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, yeah the, the Gen Z nurse that was... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, sticking the needle in my arm certainly wouldn't have understood it. But um, but yeah, overall, it was a very you know Australian Red Cross. Thank you very much. It was a very um, pleasurable experience. Well, I wouldn't say pleasurable, but pleasurable. it was yeah. like almost pain-free. Um, and I gave 473 milliliters of finest uh, Daniel Rogers blood, um, so which is a... being enjoyed somewhere in the that's Victoria. Just... In Victoria, I would think that's a so, South yeah. Australian pint. So... Just, uh, <laughs> just in case people are interested sorry Is, <laughs> it? Actually, is that right yeah for south australian oh. pint, I, wonder, I wondered why it was 473 yes. actually why not just make it 500? like what, what? A, a, yeah. a
1: south australian pine i just know from going to the cricket in australia in, in mm-hmm. adelaide is 475 mils you know um in australia different states have got different measurements of beer and
0: and stuff like that so there we go maybe it's maybe confusing. it's going to ask for a schooner and then a, yeah. and they go, oh, we don't have schools. We've just got pots and pints normally in Victoria. And then you go, and then they don't really have pots in New South Wales. Well, they definitely have pots in Queens. Anyway, yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah, well, that's good. So you yeah. go with blood. Just a quick that, couple of questions
1: on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, well, most importantly, did you have... Um, did you get biscuits and a cup of tea afterwards?
0: It was it was even better than that, Matt. There was a whole oh, wow. fridge full of, like, chocolate milk, chocolate iced coffee, you know, Ooh. like the cartons of, like, nippies. And then there yep. was a whole – there was probably about six or seven different snack foods you could choose from. And this was probably the highlight of it. There was, like, different-flavoured crisps. There was, like, little um, yep. uh, lemon slices, just, like, individually wrapped ones. Um, there was little biscuits, little shortbread. There was a gluten-free option as well for those for – those, uh, that way um, inclined, um, and there was obviously tea and coffee making facilities, and it was actually kind of like a bit of a hangout thing. I mean, if you're ever if you're ever at a loose end in, in <laughs> Melbourne and you fancy a snack, um, yeah. and you don't mind giving up 473 milliliters of your blood, it's actually not a bad little. And it only took. I mean, it was my first time, so they had to hold me back a bit longer just in case I felt a bit queasy or anything. Um, yeah but it probably would take you like probably about an hour like total from the time you walked in yeah. to the time you walked out again probably even less if you and I'm going to do it again so I would recommend it if you if you are able to give blood and acknowledging that some people aren't able to uh, but if you can the um the questionnaire was quite interesting too it was like um, yeah. it was obviously asked me about my travel like when was I last out of the country <laughs> um, it asked me about my sexual activity and like some quite interesting questions actually about you know particular types of sexual activity and, and um, yeah, yeah I, I would have remembered if, if I had engaged in any of those things and so obviously I, <laughs> answered, I answered in the negative um, and yeah so it was um, it was all it was all very good what have, what have you been up to now? Well um,
1: nothing <laughs> nearly as exciting as you by the sounds of things um, I mean just on that I mean, uh, obviously, people may not know, but being from the UK and of our generation, we've been unable to give blood in, Ameri- in, in America. I don't live in America, in Australia, um, <laughs> due to like, B, like BSE or mad cow disease, as people may remember it. And it's that's only fairly recently lifted. Yeah, I think it was only this, this year or last year, yeah. Yeah, but I gave blood in the UK back in the 90s a few times, and I remember um, you got tea and biscuits basically to afterwards my dad has got a a special award um for giving blood he's given loads of blood he's got a book and he gets it stamped and he's got a little yeah in at the nhs in in the uk the blood donor service whatever they call it um yeah he's got a little he's very proud of his like special badge he's got i can't remember if it's like 50 pints of blood or, or what have you um but no i um Maybe I might get round to doing it, but then I'm a bit.
0: Well, be more, if you're in Adelaide. You'd be more pints, wouldn't it? You'd give him probably Obviously, seventy that... pounds if he oh. was in South Australia.
1: Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if he. Um, I wonder if he moved here, if they would, you know, he could improve his ratio. <laughs> anyway, I'm probably getting, you know, getting in, stuck in that one. Um, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, what have I done? It, well, we did the pod on Monday, didn't we? And then the, the first semi was on Tuesday, so I watched yeah, that. Thursday, and, I went, I and then I went to football training. Yet, and then Wednesday, the big one um basically just been working saving lives like i do without you know going on about it too much don't like to talk about it um yeah no that's Not all superheroes much
0: it. wear a uniform huh that's well yeah we, we're allowed to wear
1: casual clothes but um you know it's i would it's far from me to say that i'm a superhero. they do wear jeans and running shoes <laughs> basically like teenagers in, in their mid-40s yeah yeah that's true that's very true anyway can uh, no, we get on
0: to the game Yeah, yeah, you Uh, are. No, no. um, Um, Yeah, football. Football. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it was just a few general comments. First of all, and I, I, I talked in the last one about being conflicted, and I totally was. I was really kind of muted somehow. It was like I wanted both teams to score, but not score at the same time. It was like Schrodinger's football match, in that I wanted both things to happen at the same time, but neither at the same time. Yeah. and when England scored, I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, but I didn't really celebrate. And then, but I was kind of excited for them to score as well. Yeah. It was like, it was the most strangest, it was the strangest um, football match I've ever watched in terms of emotions. Because often you're neutral and you don't really care. You're just looking for good football and you're kind of just getting swept along with it. But I was yeah. emotion emotionally connected to both teams um, and wanted to. You know, we'll get into the actual game in a minute, but I just sort of felt. That. Yeah, no, I think I it's. Thought, um, yeah.
1: I think it's good what to is, have, have this chat. Well, I, I, it's it's. i just say I think it's good to have this chat about this because, yeah, very weird. we probably one of the weirdest. You know, obviously, we're modern men. We can talk about emotion and all stuff. Um, I, I feel yeah. I feel kind of the same because even like you know my kids. You know, they've lived here longer than they've lived in. They were in England now, but we all kind of said the same. It's like. I really enjoyed the game in a lot of ways, but in other ways you're thinking, oh, but if Australia go out here, you know, that's kind of it. I mean, third, fourth playoff and everything yeah. is not really, it's not the world championship. So it was, yeah, it's really odd emotions and, and, and sitting, I'm really pleased that England got through. Don't get me wrong. You know, like that's a massive achievement and, you know, they did really well. And like we said, we'll talk about the game and a bit more, you know, the tactics or whatever, the actual gameplay a bit more, but emotionally it was a very odd feeling because um, I kind of was quite sad actually that Australia got knocked out. It's so weird because, because it would have just been mad for them to win it. And like, like like we've talked about before, just the big impact generally on football, aside from the massive impact it's had on women's football finally over here, but just the big impact. But, yeah, weird because I'm quite excited about Sunday and watching you know England in the final and you know hopefully yeah. winning. But on the other hand, it's kind of it's a bit after
0: the Lord Mayor show that sort of feeling, isn't it? It's like yeah, it was like dual. Can't put my finger like on it. Got sort of dual emotions, but like in parallel. So like you're kind of happy for one part of you, but like sad for the other yeah. something. Sort of and then you're sort of carrying it both with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm also but yeah just to look, finish off on that. I'm, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I'm just to finish off on that, I'm also aware that there's probably a lot of English people are like, mate, England won, <laughs> that's it, job done. What so we're talking about and, yeah, I know yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and Australians as well. But I think just just like we've talked about this a lot, it's and I've got, you know, a couple of friends sent me pictures of their English English Aussie mix and you know, the kind of you know, wearing two kits, you know, it's almost like the, the half and half scarf brigade. But um I think and I think that just speaks <laughs> I think that just speaks to the bigger impact that it's had of inclusivity and football in general in Australia. That's my – anyway, that's yeah. my bit. But, yeah, I still feel weird about it. What about yeah. you?
0: Yeah. I mean, my, well, my family, like, my wife's Irish, so she was clearly supporting Australia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just the uh, along political lines. Uh, yeah. And the kids, yeah, I think Stella, actually, the middle one, was a little bit more towards England – but then also realised when England went goal up, she was like, oh, actually, I, maybe I don't. So tried to back out of the deal a little bit, as I yeah. kind of was like. But then the other two were kind of more like Matilda's. It, we live in Australia now, and we would have benefited yeah. more from that. And we're still benefiting from the, from the wave. And we'll maybe talk about, about that in a minute. Let's, let's yeah. talk a bit about the game. The, yeah. Um, Tony Gustafson took his hat off and you saw his nice sort of 90s curtains. I think I had quite a (laughs) hairstyle similar to that when I was in school, Matt. Do you remember in like what we we used to call like year 10, 11, which was like, you know, just before before I got into sixth form? Yeah. You know, the curtains, mid-teens, early 90s. The wedge. Wasn't it the wedge? yeah and curtains yeah. yeah and i think the with hindsight australia did sit off england in that first half um yeah the english were trying sort of long diags long balls just to sort of like i don't know what they're just to kind of i don't know sort of get get the aussies going a little bit and england were yeah. pretty brutal with their tackle if you they yeah. went pretty hard at australia yeah. Um, there was booking early on, uh, where Kerr was taken down almost on the halfway line. And not just that, there was a few others that like, I thought God, they're really sort of, uh, sailing close to the wind in terms of like, you know, being very physical and, and, um, you know, almost for sailing close to the wind in terms of picking up another book- booking. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, that's kind of the way it went. And then we had, yeah, the, the. I think Australia, gonna, I'm we're not going to go into deep in the lines of every single incident, but mm. if you look at the, the the game itself, England scored three goals, two of which were preventable. Um, yeah. You had Russo's cutback where they didn't react to the throw on and then they didn't react to the second ball. Russo did well, clever kind of diagonal back and Toon hit it really well. And you've got to give her some yeah. credit for, for, for knocking it in the top corner. And then also the second goal, I don't know what uh, the, she's doing there in the forward. She's trying to sort of flick it and run away with it, but in doing, but then missed it and sort of got her body in completely wrong position, and opened up um, for Hemp just to sort of slot it away. And by the way, Hemp was yeah. clearly the best player on the field for me. She was absolutely everywhere. She was yeah. so like, full of energy. She scored one goal. She set up another one. Um, I think she was, by like, by, by, by a bit of daylight between her and the rest of the team in terms of her own yeah. individual performance. Um, so, Australia, look, let's talk about the Kerr goal a little bit. Like, it can't be the best goal of the tournament, because it was actually deflected. No one's talking about it. did actually hit <laughs> yeah, no, Millie no. Bright's knee. And I, and although it was fantastic, yes, it was. And I don't want to... Well, actually, no, yeah. I am going to take a little bit of the shine off it. Yeah. The moment it clips Millie Bright's knee, and it does actually make it go, changes the path of it. It still might yeah. have gone in. We'll never know. Unless I had a computer CGI uh, recreation yeah. of the event. We'll never know. Uh, and it was amazing. And look, Kerr is amazing, by the way. And I don't want to try and sort of do her down because she is an amazing generational talent. Um, but yes. it was, it did actually flick off Millie Bright's knee and, and fly in the net. Um, and no one has even mentioned that. I don't know anyone say that since, since the game ended. No. But yeah, I've talked a lot, Matt. What did you think of the game? Well, just on that,
1: um, I do f- <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the Kerr goal because there's a lot to love about that goal. And I got mm. blamed in the household for jinxing um, England because as she went on the run, I literally said, "If she's she's going to have to score the goal of her life here. And then I think I've just sort of went <laughs> shouted out. Wow. Or something. It was literally, took, you know, I, I, but it, it was a great, it, the, the, the run without well, Sam Kerr getting into that half space, halfway line, the defenders are backing away and she suddenly makes something happen. Um, but it did take a deflection. It can't be denied. And it was weird how it's its obviously the big thing that, uh, you know, Australia did in that game was score a great goal. But And it's probably a slightly pedantic to keep saying, but it did have a deflection. But it did have a deflection. So um, It, it but, wasn't a massive but I, deflection, but it was one. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. Um, but I, I just thought overall, if I'm being honest, I actually was... Pretty disappointed in Australia, um, a bit like you were saying. You know, they sat back. I think the, I think a lot of their their frailties from the Nigeria game actually came back. You know, defensively they looked pretty shaky at times. I think in the first half, I know the I know the possession stat that FIFA are doing now is you have contested ball, don't you? Instead of like, you know, this instead of like, say, 60-40 to, you know, one team has 60%. They've got this contested ball in play thing. But the first half possession stats, England had 67% of the possession, you know. And um, Mm -hmm. Australia were looking to counter-attack. But I just thought England dominated them physically, were much mm-hmm. more streetwise. I agree with you. They were tough tackling and hard and they were definitely took it up to the line and they got in the faces of the Aussies in that kind of old fashioned way. And and Australia did a little bit back, but there was a bit of um on the sport on the coverage over here, there was a bit of whinging at half time in the match about oh the 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 you know, the English are being too physical. But I thought, mate, this is this is proper football now like this is like this is you know as in there's a big there's a big um, prize on the line here so people are going to jump in and people are going to get hurt this is not you know and I just thought um, England's dominated possession dominated passing they set up um, to kind of just physically intimidate Australia a bit and, and in the and you've talked about this bef- before in the big moments they were more clinical you know Australia Made some pretty bang average mistakes in defence. You know, Ellie Carpenter. I thought had it, overall had a pretty poor game again. And um, you know, Sam Kerr. If she scores that, you know, the, 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 if she scores that chance, that England then you know got really? the ball down the field and went two one. You know, yeah, it's two two, not two one. But I just think, and um, I don't know I'm English. here, I just think Australia came up against a better team and, and just got a bit found out is honestly what I feel like I I think think, think physically as well physically they were tired but I just think they
0: just got a bit found out really in the end I think that's ultimately my conclusion but you've also got to remember like and Australia were better in the second half Kurt yeah once Kurt scored the goal there was about seven or eight minutes if you remember there was about seven or eight minutes when Australia and she had that other chance there was also the little header she tried to yeah. flick and like yeah. so she had two chances which like another day one of them might have gone in yeah. um, oh, and then that had me a little bit yeah. away because it was one all yeah. and they were like on top and they were actually yeah. better in the second half Although they conceded two goals in the second half yeah, they were better in the second half because they were actually about five metres further forward and they were actually attacking Yeah, there is they a body of opinion back, didn't they? yeah sorry that, a I'm just saying they, they sat back so much they did. though didn't they, did. they did. first, first yeah. half yeah. they did and that's the yeah. coach's you know Cool mm, and, and, yeah, and another day it works and he's, and he's a genius yeah there yeah. is a body of opinion where you know every game before now that Kerr hadn't been starting the game yeah and they got used to playing in a particular way with um you know Ford on one wing um and yeah and 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 really flying at oppositions in a way yeah. that they just didn't and then you wonder whether Getting used to playing with Sam Kerr is is actually playing in a slightly different way, and whether they weren't used to doing that because they hadn't done that in the whole tournament. Um, So it's like, yeah, I just wonder whether that sort of destabilized. And like people, there's a clamour to play her because she's one of the best strikers in the world, if not the best. But you do wonder whether, like, from a team point of view, that has an effect in the patterns of play that you get established through the tournament, and suddenly you've got this striker that's making different runs, running in different places, looking for the ball in different spots. It changes the point of the. Attack and it changes things. Yeah, a bit. And that was I agree. For, England, I, I, yeah.
1: for, for me, I think just on that bit. I mean, I talked a lot about England. Um, England much more tactically fe- flexible and basically have a better overall quality of player and I think that was evident you know like I know you, like you, you said um about hemp but I thought Russo you know Carter uh, single like um Millie bright was just dominant you know like just they just had yeah. like people you know like um Lucy bronze you know it just they just stood up all over the park but and Walsh um but also I actually think I've, I read something about um, the Matildas and how basically with, when Kerr wasn't there um, they were playing out wide a lot more. And you could see that, exactly what you're saying about And that yeah, just I didn't tried, tried like
0: to play Ford, through the middle more and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and, and Ford, Ford was pretty average. Russo came off, hardly got on the ball. And yes, when they changed the formation, they were much more attacking and they looked like they might nick a goal and they had a bit more chances. But I think, honestly, I think if Tony Gustafsson is looking back at that game, I don't really know. Well, two big, two big personnel things for me. I think he probably should have not started Sam Kerr. Honestly, I think she'd have been much better coming off, coming on in the second half like they well, did against France. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also, like you know, someone like Emily van Egmond is is big and strong and powerful as well as skillful, and she would have caused a few more issues for England. I think in midfield and attack. But also, Alana Kennedy missing at the back was, I think, was a massive, massive yeah. change because that is she's key to their defence and how they play, and they struggled to play the ball out from the back as, as well. So, I just think. Yeah are we kind of at the point where really if we if we're being honest we're saying if sam it was always going to happen if sam kerr was fit from day one would this have been a very, you know a very different outcome for australia i don't
0: know in that way but yeah the, i think yeah, you're right i yeah. think england england's game management was better this they had more polish with the ball at their feet they just yeah. look like and look they've just come as european champions they're used to they used to play in those clutch moments yeah. in games and getting, and getting a positive outcome from them. This is Australia's first ever, you know, a semi. Like it's this, they've gone as far as they ever have gone, and yeah. it's it's fantastic. Um, and yeah. without patronising them, I'm not patronising them because I genuinely thought they might do something against England because England haven't been at their best. You know, particularly in the early stages of this tournament, you know that they've wobbled a bit, and I just thought Australia might take it up to them. But I just felt it was they were too narrow and they were too deep as well in the first half to really cause any problems for yeah, yeah. For England. And the one, um, and the yeah, one time, hats off to England that they were definitely the better team. You don't always, by the way, get what you deserve in football matches, but they certainly <laughs> did on this occasion. Yeah,
1: and I think um, I think the one and, time, yeah. um, the one time, you know, Sam Kerr showed how dangerous she was with the goal that she got. Cause she got in that position, but like you were saying. Yeah. It just felt like every time they got the ball, Australia, they're under quite a lot of pressure to get 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 it moving, and it basically was going to go to Sam Kerr, who, other than you know, who didn't really get get on the ball that much, considering how you know what she could have done, was a bit undercooked, and yeah, I, yeah, ultimately, I think. The France game, you know, that was a f- very much a fine marching game, and uh, you know, caught up with them a bit. But yeah, it's amazing for Australia, and they've got, and England have got a big game mentality because they've just been in those big games, probably you know, overall um, more that I mean, I know Australia have like you know done very well in the Asian Cup, and and, and you know they've got Olympics experience as well. And um, but yeah, just overall. Hopefully, this is a big one for the, for, you know, the Matildas going into next year's Olympics. will take this experience forward, and uh, they've just made such a great impact on football over here. I, I, I think they just, I just, they just came up short. Really, at the end of the day, mm. you know, it was just, it was just a,
0: a cliche. Alert, a game too far. That was it for me. I, yeah. I can't, I can't believe. Like when we started talking about doing this pod and talking about the world cup the way i'm just sort of like you know the names of the players are just like tripping off <laughs> my tongue like 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 yeah. i know who they are and even my my daughters like talking to me about the names of, of players and and interestingly my daughters are really interested like in in um in which teams they play for like you know they go oh does she play she plays for paris saint-germain or she plays for like you know olympic Ly- lyonnais and arsenal and and she's also interested in their partners like because she's like oh she's got her girlfriends here and her boyfriend um, yeah more girlfriends and boyfriends but like yeah she's um, yeah. she's really interested in that too it just makes they kind of become household names you know people talking uh, at the water cooler in offices about like, you know, tactics and like you know oh I can't believe you know uh, Kennedy's sick and she's oh, destabilised the back four and you're having these yeah. tactical comments to, to conversations about tactics about people I'm sure I didn't even know anything about this yeah. sport about three weeks that's ago So I think that's show. that's yeah. been yeah that's been the the real great leap forward viewing figures wise it was oh, the record crazy. in so much as the average was well over seven million which yeah. is about two-fifths of the Australian population that doesn't include fan zones and sort of pubs where, where multiple people are watching it yeah. so about two-fifths of the Australian population were watching it on average but that rose yeah. to like over 11 million. In peak, so you're talking Sorry. about, um, yeah, nearly well, what is it, two fifths up to sort of three fifths? Um, if yeah. you um, consider, um, it's a lot of peak. there. Of- it. It's a lot of people, and it's a, it's definitely an Australian record. Not to mention the streamers on on the Optus and and, and the actual Seven streaming service as well. So it really has captured the imagination. Um, the Australians are always already talking up the third place playoff. Maybe we'll just touch on that now. That I, I think i in my previous World Cup podcast, it's like the biggest it's my bane of my life <laughs> it's like it's not the olympics you don't like i think you do get a bronze medal but like it's ridiculous yeah. to say that you've actually you know you're second loser in the tournament like you're not yeah. you came third like it's not um yeah it's not it's not an athletics event um but that said let's ride the wave because Gustafsson is talking it up. He's saying this is like yeah. the start and we want to go and get a result about against Sweden. And there'll be a lot of good vibes, I think, on Saturday, just to kind of almost like you know, a, a victory lap, even not being the victors, but like, do you know what I mean? Like a, la- a lap yeah. of of yeah. honour and just like soaking up the applause and just feeling really good. He might give a bit of a, I was thinking he might give some of the squad players a run, but I don't think he will. I think he'll really go out yeah. and try and win this. It's, it's, he'll put the first team, first team out again. What do you
1: think? Yeah, it's a weird one because he's actually copped a bit of criticism. And obviously, you know, I know... Um, he knows the squad far better than me but he's a, he's kind of played the same team hasn't he really he's not rotated yeah. the players much at all so i mean that's one thing that's come up of a bit of criticism aimed his way but yeah i think um oh god I'm trying to sound really unpatronizing here but a bit like you said about how suddenly loads of people are interested in football slash soccer and they kind of maybe view the third place playoff as way more important whereas I've I, I've probably watched two of them ever, like in my life. Um, yeah, look, like I probably will uh, watch it in the background. Yeah, I mean, yeah oh well. definitely in the background. Yeah, but, but, I, but I wouldn't but it's, normally. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I agree with you. I think it's a it's a very good um, yeah farewell tour for for the for the team yeah. and for the country to come together and give it some appreciation. Some appreciation. Yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully they win. But um, yeah, no, I, I would just be. Oh, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but essentially, what I would love to see, you know, and I'm gonna just chuck in the Asian Cup triumph that the men had in 2015 here, and not getting into any sort of gender wars, but that was a big missed opportunity, I think, for Australian football over here, and I re and I know the world World Cup is a bigger event overall. There's no doubt about that, but I'm just, I just hope um, that this is the launch pad for like just a much more mainstream acceptance of football in, in, uh, you know, we could go into the weeds, but we shouldn't, I don't think we need to today, but, you know, just, I just think hopefully, you know, the media coverage changes a bit, you know, there's just, and, you know, just just generally, particularly for women's sports as well um, over here, just being such a big thing and putting it on the map and it's, you know, all that kind of stuff. But just, I just, yeah, I just hope that's the, that's. It would be nice to think that the kind of third-place playoff is a nice send-off, but also it's not the end of this kind of journey. And I think We're that's talking kind of about the, the a narrative.
0: The start of something. I think I heard that today, saying "Yeah, this is the start, it's not the end and all that. So, look, but um, got, why don't we take a little break, break now? Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, I was is that all right? Come back, we'll come. You,
1: know, <laughs> you know me, I'll just start waffling on break. We'll parade. come back yeah.
0: after. Yeah. We'll talk a bit about Sweden, Spain, and then look ahead to oh, the yeah. final <laughs> on Sunday as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See um, you in a minute. All right, cheers. See you yeah in a bit. part two um so there was another semi-final believe it or not we've hardly mentioned it um and um yeah so sweden took on spain in new zealand um the the day before um on the tuesday sort of early evening it was australia time obviously new zealand's a couple of hours ahead um and overall it wasn't a fantastic game apart from the exciting last 10 minutes when it was a little bit uh, to and fro but the um yeah sweden d- disappointing they always seem to be bridesmaids like if you look at their record they always seem to either get really close and then fall at the final hurdle or, or fall at the yeah, second the penultimate hurdle which is what they did this time um they looked kind of strong and competitive but spain definitely looked better with the ball at their feet um, maybe, we'll, we'll do, but again, Spain didn't really have um, sort of the end product as the game went on. Um, the and then and then the game just kind of came alive. It just um, yeah, it just yeah, it was really exciting. I was watching it and my family were just sort of all hanging around eating our dinner. Or whatever. It was that kind of time of time of evening, and it just came alive. The it was um yeah, it was great, and it was kind of how I expected Japan to play against Sweden but they never kind of got it going in the sort of, you know, the holding the ball, good, good possession based game. And then, and then sort of, but, but no real final product. And then, and then right at the end, then just uh, some, some goals, which really, really excited everyone. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What were your thoughts, Matt?
1: Um, Pretty similar. I agree with you about the Japan thing, actually. I thought, I thought, yeah, I kind of thought like Spain, uh, sorry, Japan. Oh, hang on, I'm getting confused now. Spain, Japan, Japan's way. I agree with what you said. There you go. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, it, was an odd, it, it was an odd game because it it was a, it was almost like a classic semi final where no team wants to lose but isn't quite yeah. doing enough to win. Maybe Spain were a bit more progressive, but I'm, I was like you. I, I, I think. Um, yeah, Sweden had Sweden had pushed it a bit more. Um, maybe Spain were there for the taking because, you know, looking at the stats, Sweden actually had three shots on target to, to Spain's two. Even though Spain had a few more shots than Sweden in total and dominated possession, mm. but and the passes and all that stuff. But I, yeah, I th- I maybe they might look back and go, "There was a missed opportunity." But the last ten minutes were great. You know, there's no doubt about yeah. that. It's suddenly, you know, um, it, you know, um, all of a sudden. We had we had like three goals in the space of eight minutes, effectively. So it was um, it was good. I think you know again talking about uh, fine margins, but Musevic, you know Sweden's goalkeeper, had some did some really good saves, but also had quite a bit of luck on their side. Uh, you know in previous rounds, and this time you know the ball didn't bounce off her. Uh, you know <laughs> kindly for her, and kind of you know ended up conceding a goal. Um, yeah, I think Spain overall. Deserve to win it, but uh, it wasn't well, I didn't find it as in, engrossing for lots of reasons as the um, uh, Australia England game, but yeah, yeah, uh, Spain are through, um, Sweden are out, and that's basically it, I suppose, really. You know, just kind of, I think, it, yeah, the,
0: the Arsenal, the Arsenal, uh, Player, the uh, number yeah. eight that came on. Yeah, she looks different class. I don't know why she didn't yeah, start. She, yeah. the sort of this, you can. She sort of stands out because she's got short blonde hair. And not long blonde yeah. hair, like pretty much yeah. all the others apart from the keeper. Um, yeah. But she's great. She did a, that, the, the Swedish goal actually came from one of her nice, nicely directed sort of cushioned headers. Um, yeah. I thought she was excellent. But again, I say she was excellent, but she only came on for the last 15 minutes or so. Yeah, but she but it did was a great change roller it up. coaster because yeah. Sweden equalized, you know, literally on 89 minutes. And you're thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, the oh, sorry, 88 minutes, and then literally a minute later, um, you know, Spain score again. It was like, oh, just yeah. Yeah, a bit of a yeah. gut-cutting one for the Swedes, thinking, here we go, extra time, and then bang, now you're out. Uh, very brutal. I just yeah, want to talk a bit about good. the. Um...
1: Sorry, a couple yeah. of good goals, though. Yeah, no. That Carmona, uh, Carmona yeah, well. goal was good. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, yeah, last 10 minutes yeah, the, was great.
0: The, yeah, 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 that's it. The um, sort of, sort of, as a sort of hop, skip, and a jump in to talk about the final, the yeah. Spain squad, there's a massive controversy about. This squad because yeah. Jorge Vilda, the coach, he's yeah. apparently quite autocratic with his coaching style. And mm. uh, letters were written around about 12 months ago to the FA, the the Spanish Football um, Association, and they the letters basically complained about him mm. and. Um, uh, said that they wouldn't be representing Spain um, at the moment. I think their complaints are actually a bit wider than just him. They're also about yeah. like payments and treatment by the by the football association in Spain. Um, but it's just a bit of a weird one because people don't really know how to react now that he's actually had this success, whether to yeah. credit him and say, Ah, oh, um, he's actually must have done something correct if he's galvanized this team to get to a final. It doesn't happen just by accident. Yeah. Or... Are they succeeding in spite of him? And and it's kind of a, a difficult one to credit. I'm not quite sure. I mean, I don't know enough about it to really say, but I think I mentioned it last pod as well, but it's, a, there's, there's, it's there's there's big things made about about players not high fiving him at certain times and uh, yeah who knows but it's, it's a kind of another little narrative that's going on in the background in this story because um, there's certainly a couple of the um, I think there was thirteen players originally that said they weren't going to play and I think two or three of them have since returned but most of them are still not. Not not willing to play. You wonder how they're feeling now, like thinking, mm, yeah, it must be really strange emotions. Like, are they supporting their teammates? Yeah. I, I presume they are, um, but also just must be tinged with a little bit of either sadness or just like confusion about whether they feel like they kind of should be involved in that in that squad or not. But either way, um, Spain will play England on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, what, what do you What do you expect from that game, Matt?
1: I think, God, I hope I don't jinx it. I think it's going to be a very good final because you've got two teams. Um, despite what some people might have said about them against, you know, the the Lionesses' physicality, I think you know they're both two very adaptable and you know good footballing teams. Like to play the ball out the back, you know, like to look at how they can move the ball quickly without maybe always going um, super vertical and lo- launching it, even though there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but um, the they're both very good footballing teams, very adaptable, tactically flexible and all that stuff. But I think there is a bit of a clash of styles as well um, in terms of probably England are more physically um, dominant. There's a couple of, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of players there in England squad who play for Barcelona. There's, you know, they're all... They're all they're, they all know each other from either playing together or playing against each other in the women's you know Champions League competitions over in Europe as well. So I think we're in for a good game. Obviously, you know I'm hoping for an England win, but um, yeah, I think we're in for a good game. I, I find the the whole sort of the the whole sort of controver- controversy um, around Spain with that with your um, key odd. Because from, yeah, you said like 13 odd players, isn't it? Plus, you know, who have mm-hmm. basically turned their back on the national team a year beforehand, and yet they've got through to a World Cup final, which tells you the depth of talent um, that Spain have got as well. It's um, it's an interesting situation, but yeah.
0: Because this happened in Australia, right? In 2019, yeah. and they did spin the coach, they yeah. did get rid of the coach. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and well, we
0: talked about him uh, earlier yeah. on. So and, and, yeah. and it, it was obviously a different situation, but it would, yeah. the situation was that player there was a, a, a alleged um, culture problem. Yeah. And yeah. the Australian uh, football association, FF, obviously just acted. And yeah, got rid of the coach, village. whereas yeah, yeah. the Spanish Football Association have stood by him and just yeah. worked it through. But I think their issue was more about the wider issues as well as him. Uh, but I think I maybe, think, I think uh, the, the
1: problems, way. from what I know with Spain, is that Vilda's is actually, you know, um, a sort of sporting director in the Spanish FA as well. So it's got, I, I don't know enough about it honestly because it, it, there's not a lot of the information is not really coming out. But it almost seems like. He's not only obviously the coach of the team, but he's also got a kind of another interest as being a, like a technical director mm-hmm. in, involved. So it's 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 it, look whatever's going to whatever's going on, they're able to put it to one side and get on and play good football. And um, you know, despite that odd defeat to, to Japan, they've they've come through and they're in the final. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's genuinely a tough one to call because you know by default you've got. Pretty much the two best teams in the world, really, um, or in the top five. You know, two two teams in the top five in the world uh, through to the final. So, yeah, I think it's. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a good game because it's been a great tournament. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, we're sort of talking predictions. Well,
0: yeah. Well, I, think, I was going to come on that. I think, yeah, I think England are going to win it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, this sounds like yeah, maybe arrogant, but yeah, I think England will have too much. I think just their their experience in playing these these tournament games now over the last few years, they've got so much experience now. Yeah, and they were yeah they entered this tournament with under an injury cloud. They had sort of key players injured, and they've really. really put that to bed because they've really performed and yeah there was they've been steady particularly at the start of the tournament um mm-hmm. there is the issue of lauren james though because yeah i was just she's thinking now that. Served too yeah. much behind and yeah. you'd kind of previously she was preferred to tune wasn't she yeah um the answer so i just wonder whether they're going to go back with her if we're going to try and keep the ball a bit more she'd probably be a better option given that tune's probably better without the ball uh, Lauren yeah. Jones is better with the ball. You're playing against a Spanish team who will try and play a lot with the ball yeah. um, and, and, and try and, and sort of, yeah, combat England that way. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's two arguments. I think she'll come on at some stage um, just because she's too good not to give her a bit of a at least half an hour, I think, to run at the defence and so on. But, yeah, who knows what... Um, great, uh, great options to have. Great option to have yeah. on the bench, though, yeah. whatever way you look at it, to be able to bring and um, her on. She'll be fired up as well because she'll be – she's already apologised. It seems a long time ago now. <laughs> I was um, she, she, she just I was disappointed thinking that. That. Yeah. It, seems like, it seems like weeks yeah. ago that that all happened, and it was like, what about – six days ago or something, you know, it seems like a long time ago. Yeah. She'll yeah. be looking to prove, you know, not that she has to prove, she has she's already had a the, the games that she has played, apart from the little little red mist brain fade, um yeah. have been brilliant. Like, you know, she yeah. she scored a great goal in, in one of the qualif in the group games. And so I don't think she has got much to prove but yeah, it'd be an interesting um decision that Serena Wiegman's got now. Uh, other than that I think the team kinda of picks itself um apart from that just tune to- Versus James' um, decision yeah. to make. Um, I think England will win. I think they'll they'll absorb pressure. The Spain will definitely test them, um, yeah. but at and again, it, it might just be my um, heart uh, ruling my head. But I think they will just have too much for Spain. Just too much quality and too much depth and too much like positive game management. Just managing. Um, the moments in the game, those clutch moments in the game, the, the saves, the tackles, and then taking the yeah. chances at the other end. I think England are well-versed in that. They understand how to do that. They've done that, and I think they'll do it again. Um, but who knows? who knows? Who knows? I think yeah. they
1: definitely did the game management stuff better than the Matildas. That was a big... For me, that was a big yeah. plus for England. But So, what, sure, hang on. We should revisit the um, amazing predictions yeah, that so we did. so, for
0: the predictions from the semis, you actually yeah. got them both correct. You did but, say... Yeah. Uh, you did say um, Australia sorry you did say England sorry what i talking about yeah <laughs> Australia didn't win uh, that was a dream Um yeah. England did win 2-1 3-1 yeah. um, so your yeah. so, so your prediction said but yeah oh sorry so you, but you did yeah. get the result correct and you also said Spain would beat Sweden albeit <laughs> um, after extra time um, oh. the um, yeah we've I, I went the other way um, I thought Australia would win and they didn't yeah. Um, I was wrong, uh, but I did put Spain down
1: as well. Oh, okay. So I
0: got one right. You got two right, basically. So You, well you beat me two one in that one. Um, <laughs> let's uh, through gritted teeth. Let's predict the third place playoff because it's such let's a wonderful, go. meaningful game. Um, I, I, I'm going to just romantically say that Australia are going to win that, yeah. and they're going to win. Um, yeah, they're going to win that two one. Okay, um, I think. What do you think about Australia-Sweden? Basically, I was just
1: going to say 18-0. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not American Samoa. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, okay. No disrespect to any American Samoans listening. Um, it's. I'm going to say oh, – I was going to say 2-1. 3-1. Um, oh, you can one. say the
0: same. It's okay. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go 3-1 Matildas. 3-1, okay. And then Spain-England? Uh, I think England oh, I'll go first, I? you go first you go first you go. yeah I think England are going to win um, yeah. I'm going to go I think Spain will score because yeah. they do that kind of thing um, I think England will win 3-1 same as the last oh, game
1: okay I'll, t- I'll say England 2-1 I think it'll be a bit
0: tighter oh, as, as, I, as I said as, as those words come out of my mouth I was thinking oh will it be penalties Shut up. <laughs> Tantalising. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no, okay, no. No. I'm I'm, no. I'm not gonna predict that even though there is a part of my brain that thinks it could happen. Um, what what sorry, what was your, what was your prediction, Matt? Sorry. Two one England. Two one England. Okay, so we've gone we've gone Australia and England basically for our two yeah. main games of the tournament. Okay. Yeah. Um I think we will do another pod after the after the final. Um yeah. and the yeah, we should do. other game, which apparently is important too. Yeah. Um, just, um, yeah, so drawing things to a close. If you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do rate our show. It does give us good feedback. Um, we're also interested in any other feedback you might want to send to us yeah. through our social media channel. Uh, just interested in how we can improve and, um, yeah, better. At Dan and Matt on Instagram. Yeah, at Dan and Matt's, obviously. Um, at Dan and Matt's on his yeah, Instagram, yeah. 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 And Matt, you wanted to do, do a shout-out? Well, out I too, just man. wanted
1: a quick shout-out to, to, to my friend um, Helen, who runs the lovely, wonderful Soccer Sisters uh, Facebook group page, promoting um, female football, obviously Australia-based, but, you know, kind of like English and uh, worldwide as well. And I know, um, you know, she's up in... I think she's up in sunny Queensland and uh, enjoying the weather up there. And she's been to a lot of games. And I'm also hoping, you know, in advance negotiations to um, in- maybe give her a, get her on the show because she's been to she went to uh, a couple of games, including the England game, um, the the England round, I think it was the England round of sixteen game, and to. Uh, Matilda's versus France as well, um, but she's also more importantly than that going to the World Cup final. Um, so I thought uh, let's have a chat with her, and it'd be nice to you know find out a bit more about the the women's game in general um, over here and uh, her opinions opinions on that, and you know talking to someone who's been to a World Cup final that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, just wanted to say a quick shout out to her and. Uh, yeah, it'd be good to have a be good to have a chat, but I suppose it's a bit weird now because um, there's not really any football on. Is there? It's kind of like um, after the uh, after all the, the the wonderful twelve days of Christmas, it, it's almost like we're almost over, aren't we? Really, We're in the kind of yeah,
0: you know, I mean there's. <laughs> There's some yeah. other men's football that I think started. So yeah, to be
1: fair, to there's a place lot of other football there. on. Yeah, that's true, actually. I've just
0: completely... Oh, we might look at getting some guests guests on the show as well, Matt, I think, maybe. I well, think. we've got a few people
1: who are eager doing. to get involved, um, haven't we, across mm-hmm. the world? So, um, yeah, it'd be nice. I think um, also, uh, well, you know... Um, I've got a game against uh, Mount uh, against Mount Martha no that's what I play for Uh, Mount Martha over 35 we've got a game against Aspendale we've got two games left of the season our final home game of the season um, Friday night it's a under the lights at Civic Reserve, come down, get in there early. Um, you know, part uh, and there's no bar. Unfortunately, we still haven't got the club rooms fixed up. Um, that's probably happening in January. Is there
0: going to be a and, bar there though? Wasn't
1: there rumours? Oh, was there gonna be any I, I couldn't. I can't comment on that at this at this stage. You left to... <laughs> <speak>. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I think no it idea. might be bring. I think it might be bringing an Eski in a slab, and um, uh, see okay. how you go. Uh, and then yeah, and then that, so there's one game left of that, and then my. My oldest son's got his final game of the season Saturday and it's the last couple of rounds of the Men's State League as well. So,
0: But yeah,
1: and have Sunderland got any games or they packed it all in? I'm not sure. I don't
0: know. I've lost interest already. (laughs) No, I think they're playing Rotherham. Is it Rotherham? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna race. say.
1: Are you gonna say for the third pod in a row, it's a marathon, not a sprint? a splint, and a marathon, not a sprint. Um, we're slow starters and all that. I don't know.
0: Well, going... some you win, some you learn. No, you know, that's, no, that's no, what you no. gotta think no, of it. Okay. So we're learning lots at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. We got injuries. We have got transfer speculation. Okay. It's a usual, usual stuttering start. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll find a way to play. And we've got some good young players. We yeah. won't go down. Hopefully. Uh, but we'll yeah, see. well, hopefully
1: next time we catch up, um, we'll be England will have won the World
0: Cup, <laughs> so that'd hopefully, be pretty, Hopefully, they may have come home actually. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we gone I home because we're not home hope so. somewhere <laughs> else. But yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll I... we may just say goodbye then. See you later, everyone. Yeah. Bye. All right. Cheers, everyone. See you later. Bye.